The value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. This is not a buy, sell or hold recommendation for any particular security. Every year at Jackson Hole in Wyoming, the central bankers of the world gather to discuss weighty matters, mainly, I think, inflation and monetary policy. Their 2023 meeting has just concluded. With me now to discuss it is Russell Silverstone, analyst at 91 in London. Of course, Jerome Powell, Russell, takes centre stage, he being the chair of the US Federal Reserve. What did he say? Yeah, um, well... To be honest, and sorry, sorry to disappoint straight off, not a great deal to be honest with you. And the reason for this is we're sort of at a critical, I think, point in in monetary policy, as as, as you know. Um, they've raised interest rates very aggressively over the last sort of eighteen months or so, and they think they've got to the point where rates are high enough to bring down inflation, but they don't know. So it's very hard for them, I think, to communicate solid sort of guidance as to what the sort of future holds. But of course, that doesn't stop the market, you know, obsessing about Jackson Hole. But, you know, in reality, this year was a bit dull, Lindsay, I'm sorry to say it. Well, central banking is never that exciting, Russell. But uh, on the other hand, I thought they might have come out with something. But when you see the headlines, I mean, headlines are notoriously uh, misleading sometimes, especially when it comes to, you know, the juniors that are on the desks of the world's uh, media publications at the moment. They want to make a little bit of a splash. And it seemed to me that they were hawkish headlines. In other words, they say, OK, inflation has come down, but don't expect it to um, uh, to continue down at the same rapid rate that it has in the last three months or so. Did you get that impression? Yeah, no, I, I was teasing slightly. And actually, you know, for, for a central bank nerd like me, it is actually quite exciting. But um, there's a lot of uncertainty. And the one thing they can't afford to do is to sort of loosen I cut rates prematurely, given they're sort of worried about inflation. It's it's rattled down very, very quickly. And we know why that is. You know, it's all about oil prices and the base effects. You know, all, all we measure is the change from this time last year. And of course, um, you know, we were in the aftermath of the immediate invasion of Ukraine. Oil prices are very high. They've come down. So that the easy bit's been done. And the hard bit is making sure that they sort of continue to bear down on growth such that inflation continues to fall. Politically, it's very difficult to say. They need higher unemployment. You know, they need higher unemployment such that we all spend less on services, discretionary stuff, and that begins to destroy demand and bring inflation down. So it, it was, but I think you know that was the case anyway. You know, obviously you're right. You know, August is is holiday month in the Northern Hemisphere, and you know there's a lot of speculation about this economic symposium. But at the moment, it's hard for them. They are definitely hawkish, no no doubt about it. But you know, it's very hard for them to say, um, given they're very data dependent. Without view of that data, it's hard for them to, to say anything sort of definitive, to be honest with you. If I had to stand up and make a keynote speech, which seems highly unlikely, I would bring up the theme of synchronicity because there's a lack of synchronicity. And it's not because one central bank is saying one thing and another is saying another, but all their economic conditions are the same because economic conditions are completely different. I mean, the classic example of that lack of synchronicity is the United States versus China. China's cutting. America has been raising and is pausing at the moment, probably. Uh, Europe is one thing. Uh, Great Britain is another. So everyone's going in different directions. And I think we've mentioned this in a previous podcast, Russell. It must have come up at Jackson Hole. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a, a key theme. I, I would say it's really US exceptionalism, actually, because China clearly is in a bit of an economic 
funk and you know there's a lack of confidence post the sort of covid unlocking at the beginning of this year europe because it's so dependent on exports is really suffering as well actually and it's the us i think that's sort of going it alone and that is i think a function of just the amount of stimulus that, that has been put into the to the system you know 30 percent of gdp fiscal stimulus is absolutely enormous you know literally trillions of, of excess savings but we do think that's coming to an end actually uh, and wouldn't be surprised to see a much sharper slowdown in consumer growth uh, towards the end of this year yeah i think it did come up to an extent you know certainly the ec ecb acknowledged that growth has been slowing and that means they they have to be very data dependent but the u.s uh, certainly power sort of acknowledged that things have been a bit stronger than they expected but again that means that, that you know, maybe they keep rates higher for longer maybe they go again it's really you know I, try, I, I, I hate to be sort of vague but you know if, if you tell us what the data is going to be over the next six weeks we can tell you what central banks are going to do that's the sort of situation we're now is very much data dependent is the worst over do you think and that's an ambiguous question because is the worst inflation that is persistently sticky as they say or is the worst a slowdown stroke recession in the developed world what would uh, central bankers rather have a mild recession or inflation being a little bit higher showing that the economy is still doing rather well thank you very much what do you think yeah i, I think it's a great question it's actually one of the sort of um what can we say focuses before the whole symposium which was you know they might discuss raising the inflation target uh, i would say forget it they all have inflation targets and they were very very clear about this you know and for those that weren't paying attention so the chair powers it two percent is and will remain our inflation target we are committed to achieving and sustaining the stance of monetary policy that is sufficiently restricted to bring inflation down to that level over time so i think uh, and, and have all the way along, actually, they're not going to compromise on this. They've only got one chance to get this right. Uh, and if that means we enter into a, a recession, then so be it. They don't want a recession. Obviously, who does? But I'm absolutely of the view that they will do what they have to do to, to get inflation down. Ten years' time, they might be discussing a wider range, but you know, there's no way they think about accepting higher inflation coming out of a high inflation environment. They will be fighting that last battle, I think, for at least five years. But yeah, there's certainly been plenty of speculation about it. But but if, if you say if it causes a recession, then I'm afraid that's the cost that uh, we have to bear to to get inflation back down again. One geography that's out on its own. It's where you live. You're domiciled in the United Kingdom, and yeah, it's, it's like China's doing one thing. United States doing other, and the UK doing something completely different. I noticed that food price inflation has come down again, which is really good news, but still elevated. Just briefly, because 91 has a head office in London, what do you think about the UK? Yeah, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? We basically have very little growth. We're sort of bumping along the bottom, but we've had massive supply shocks. And, uh, you know, one of those can't avoid saying it but one of those is brexit so we we have less um inflows of workers from europe and this causes a, a problem in sort of hospitality so you think about covid the areas where all the shortages were were in sort of food and hospitality traditionally in the uk that was filled with workers from europe they're no longer coming so we've had a sort of supply shock on the labor side and inflation has become quite sticky and the bank of england are really quite worried about this and, and the speech from the deputy governor was all about inflation remaining stickier than they thought otherwise and that's just because we you know we haven't got that sort of flexibility anymore but having said that uk unemployment 
has risen, I think it's 0.7% from the low. There's no other major economy in the world that's seen such a, you know, divergence, which is unemployment actually going up whilst inflation remains so sticky. So potentially we have a problem. It hasn't been helped by the Bank of England who rely on models and to forecast where inflation is. But of course, in this sort of environment, the models aren't worth the paper they're written on. So um, yeah, mm. basically it means in the UK rates stay higher for longer. Russell, thank you so much for your excellent analysis. Russell Silverstone is an analyst at 91 in London. This podcast is a marketing communication and is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views of this podcast are those of contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of 91. In South Africa, 91 is an authorised financial services provider.